This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 3-1 win at home to Arsenal at Anfield on Saturday evening. It was a win secured by one Joe Matipeda and a penalty and quite sensational solo strike from Mohamed Salah. And it was a win that continued Liverpool's perfect start to the Premier League season and moved them three points clear at the top. And more importantly, even at this early stage, five points clear of defending champions Manchester City. It was also a win that equaled the club record of 12 straight league victories, a run which started in April and which shows no sign of ending anytime soon. No surprise then that this is a very upbeat podcast, which starts with the verdicts of our chief Liverpool FC writer Ian Doyle, is followed by Jurgen Klopp's press conference in full and features the thoughts of eight delighted Reds fans. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Another day, another game, another victory for Liverpool. They have extended their 100% start to the season and also extended their lead at the top of the Premier League table, at least for now, with a 3-1 victory over Arsenal here at Anfield. It's all dark now, but it was uh, very sunny, very hot. The uh, atmosphere was pretty electric inside the stadium. But it was interesting, really, because Arsenal came and played a game that I don't think anybody was expecting. Certainly Jurgen Klopp, after the game, admitted he wasn't expecting their approach, which was to sit back, get as many people behind the ball, well, with the exception of uh, Nicolas Pepe and Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, and then just hope for the best. Uh, what it did mean is that Liverpool's two full-backs, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andy Robertson, had an awful lot of the ball, but there wasn't a lot of quality in that first half with the deliveries into the box. That was until the 41st minute when Trent put in a corner from the right, and Joel Matip, uh, he was given a free head and put it past Burnt Leno in the Arsenal goal. I mean, Arsenal's defenders were a bit preoccupied with uh, Virgil van Dijk. I mean, if you see the replays, they were, they were all over him holding his shirt and that allowed uh, Matip a free header. And in the second half, Liverpool came out with much, much the stronger team. Arsenal, you know, their old failings of a little bit of lack of character for not all the way through the game, but certainly for about 20 minutes after the break, Liverpool blew them away. Good pass from Roberto Firmino just after half-time sent uh, Mohamed Salah into a little bit of space inside the area. David Luiz tugged him back. It was a clear penalty. Uh, uh, Unai Emery, the Arsenal boss afterwards, was complaining a little bit that it was a bit soft, but anybody who saw it knew it was clearly a, uh, clearly a penalty. And Mohamed Salah put it into the top corner, about as good a penalty as you could wish to see. And in terms of seeing things that were very good, then came his second goal ten minutes later. Uh, that was a pass from Fabinho down the uh, inside, right down the right-hand side, if you'd say, channel. Louise again, he was done by Salah, who then just raced away, got into the area and put in one of his little trademark finishes, the left foot into the bottom corner. That was 3-0, Liverpool took the foot off the gas a little bit after that. Jurgen Klopp wasn't too happy with the part of the game management, certainly. They were playing a little bit as though they were going for four or five rather than taking it a little bit easier. But, you know, they got caught up in the, in the moment, that's fair enough, especially with the, the good results they've had against Arsenal in recent years. And it meant that Lucas Torreira got, came off the Arsenal bench, he got a goal about five minutes before the end and there were one or two nervy moments at the back but overall I think if Arsenal had scored again it would have been grossly unfair the, the scoreline certainly Liverpool justified the victory and uh, on to Burnley next The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo We were surprised at scoring three against Arsenal again given how deep they played early on Okay, I didn't think about the number of goals we can score. I was, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't expect the system they played. I'm not sure they played in the preseason. I, I didn't see it, and um, means we had now a lot of space on the wings. Obviously, switching side. The only problem was a little bit um, the movements in the box to make it a bit more tricky for the defending side. So they won a lot of these challenges in the air, in the air. But we won a lot of second balls for that. We put them constantly under pressure without 
having the the outcome opposite we wanted and it's always dangerous if you miss one ball like Hendo did in that one situation then they are with the speed they have um, exactly in the situation they wanted. Adrian reacted brilliant and, uh, in, that, in that moment and they had a shot from Pepe of course which is a, a big one. He probably can score with the situation but we had much more of the game and you cannot you cannot um, avoid these situations against the quality of Arsenal you cannot avoid these situations for 100% you need a goalie you need a block whatever but we didn't need too much of it and um, so I was really happy um, with a lot of parts of the game I think everything we did well in the first four games we did tonight longer more precise and better tuned um, and I loved the desire the passion the power the, the energy what we put in this game um, but made us really uncomfortable to play against, I would say, and um, that's what we wanted. And so we deserved the first goal. It was exactly a very determined as well. That don't know how many people hold or were on on verge in that moment. It looked like they built something around him, but then um, Joel was there, um, big Joel, and, and makes this fantastic goal. I think it was the reserve result for half time. And second half then the um the clear penalty uh, when we played nice passes until we were there, really a lot of good moments and football moments today. But you need this decisive moments, penalties nice taken and nicely taken and um, then the, the third goal is just incredible again, really really good goal. So pretty much the story of the game, if we would have controlled it now better. That's probably our our real challenge. To to if it happens, will not happen always that you are three nil up or whatever, or four nil up like against Norwich. It's just we have to. Um, then the, the Arsenal didn't really press anymore. They were deep together, and we passed the balls in their legs. That makes no sense. So we were still in kind of attacking mood. We have to prepare these situations better. So we have a lot to improve, but um, it was a big step. Tonight as well, so I'm really happy. <laughs> One question and such a long answer. So then, <laughs> you know, you're afraid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we cannot. We cannot still mention. Istanbul. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> One and a half weeks later, but for Southampton, you're right. It was was tricky. It's the truth. But we, we we enjoyed a lot the opportunity to have a week of training. We will have another week of training, and then we go to a very difficult place to Burnley. Um, I couldn't have more respect for what they are doing there. So, um, but I have the opportunity to watch them tomorrow. But it will be still and different because Burnley at home as well is. Um, Another level as well, so that's that will be really tricky. We have a week to prepare that, and we have a week to prepare pretty much the rest of the season because well, we said it often enough that um, three games a week means you recover, make try to squeeze a couple of minutes out of a session to, to do some tactical stuff to prepare for the opponent, do set pieces, and go again. That's it. And um, in this week it was completely different. We like that. When we have another week like this, I'm looking forward to it. That's it. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. 
Right, now it's time to hand the rest of the podcast over to our regular post-game callers. We'll start with Simon Donnelly, Matt Addison and Sam Planch, who phoned in on their way home from Anfield before we hear the verdicts of season ticket holder Matt Whitty. Then it's the turn of Alex Watts, our resident tactics expert Mark Baker, followed by Ross Strachan, and last but certainly not least, Owen Thomas. Thank you very much for joining us. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. This is Simon Donnelly, LFC jury member for the Liverpool Echo. Just on my way back from Anfield after Liverpool, I would go so far as to say I've just annihilated Arsenal. 3-1 was the final score. Uh, Their goal was no more than a consolation late on when Liverpool had maybe took the foot off the gas a little bit. I would say that 4-0 would have been a true reflection of the game rather than 3-1. The BBC said we had 53% of possession being at the game and watching it, it felt a lot more, to be honest. Of course, especially in the first half, we were cutting through them like a knife through butter and we could have scored more goals than we actually did. They had one or two breaks uh, dotted around throughout the game where they may have got a uh, consolation earlier, but I don't think we ever looked in danger. I thought we'd really... Bit of mind, Arsenal are generally considered to be the next best team after City and Liverpool. I would say we, I would say we took them to the cleaners. Um... Nicolas Pepe watched him carefully because obviously he was linked with us through the summer and I have to say I think he looks a good a good player in fact I think he looks a really good player bear in mind he's barely played in the Premier League and thought he looked confident uh, skillful and I, I, I would have liked to have him in our team to be honest um, but the, the end point is there's only one team now we've got a 100% record yes it's only early days but that team is Liverpool we're top of the league sitting pretty Man City have got to go to Bournemouth, I think, tomorrow. You never know. They might do us a little bit of a favour and take a couple of points from them. I can't see it, but we'll still be two points ahead even if they win. Early days, as I say, but we are showing the rest of the Premier League, especially Man City, that we mean business. Great result today. Come on, you Reds. Hello, it's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool went top of the Premier League once again with a 3-1 win at home to, to Arsenal. Uh, and I thought that was a really assured performance from Liverpool today. I thought they were dominant in both halves, particularly in that second period, and probably could have scored more. They missed a few chances, messed a few things up at various different points in the match. But generally, of course, three wins from three, you can't complain too much at that. I thought there was a couple of moments defensively that we looked a little bit dodgy from time to time. Joel Matip obviously was the big call to come in. Um, and to be fair to him, I thought he did well. Joe Gomez is, of course, an exceptional defender as well, but I think the way that Matip's been playing recently, you can't really deny him that opportunity. I thought Virgil van Dijk, I know he got dribbled past by Nicolas Pepe. Uh, I'll come on to the winger in just a second, but I thought he wasn't quite at his best today, but still an excellent defender on his day and, and still better than certainly the, uh, the Arsenal defenders. Um, so you can't complain again too much at him. I'm sure he'll have better days, I'm sure he'll have worse, but today was just a, an average performance and when you're a, a world-class player as he is, sometimes they stand out a little bit more. I thought generally though Liverpool did well. I thought they controlled the game. Um, right, right from the start, really, I thought the midfield was excellent. I thought Jordan Henderson was excellent. Um, I thought he put in a real captain's performance today. Um, led by example. Made a couple of mistakes, but quickly got over those. Um, and seemed to put them behind him. Not something that he always does. Sometimes I think he gets caught up a little bit in the moment. Um, but he didn't do that today. And Fabinho as well, just behind them. I thought he was fantastic. Um, bossed that midfield. Really won all of his battles. Um, and, you know, I think he 
missed out on uh, a couple of combined teams during the week. Uh, certainly he was better than Joe Willock, who Kevin Nolan picked on Wednesday. Um, quite a surprise that that he uh, is underrated, I think, in the Premier League, but he's a fantastic midfielder, and I thought he really, really stood out to me today. Um, I've not seen the penalty decision back. Um, it looked to me typical Dav- David Luiz in many ways. Uh, I think the way that he's come into Arsenal, they see him as a big upgrade. That says as much about Arsenal's defence generally as it does about him. Um, to be honest, I don't rate him at all. Um, I think we, we tore him apart at times today. Against most opponents, he'll be fine, but when you've got Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah running at you, it is, of course, very, very difficult. I thought Salah in particular ran him ragged at times, not just for his goal, but there was a couple of other occasions as well. He knocked the ball past him, quickly got himself into a good position, didn't quite find that final product, particularly in the first half. Um, but generally, as I say, not too many complaints. A quick word on Roberto Firmino as well. I thought he was amazing today. That flick in the first period was probably the highlight for me. Uh, just in terms of its ingenuity, I know it didn't come to anything, it didn't come to a goal, but you know, to watch something like that week in, week out, it's a, it is a privilege. To see it in the flesh as well today, absolutely fantastic. I thought in the second half, the gulf was clear between the teams. Nicolas Pepe, as I mentioned, was really good. Uh, he was the story of Liverpool's summer in many ways. Um, Arsenal have clearly got a few good players, but there is a massive gulf between Liverpool and Manchester City and then the rest of that top six. And I thought that was really evident today. Three wins from three in the Premier League, top of the league. Everton and Manchester United lost as well this weekend. Can't really get any better than that, can you? OK, so Liverpool, Arsenal and Anfield. Um, interesting game I thought beforehand. There was going to be loads of goals. There was, but um, I thought it'd be a bit closer than it was, to be fair. I thought Liverpool dominated the game. Uh, first half in possession more than anything I thought it went out uh, out wide too much and too many crosses I think we needed to start it over, overlapping from midfield and working the ball and penetrating them more through the middle in the first half second half they, they done it they variated play um, they switched the front three round um, they, they were variating the full backs they weren't just crossing it in they were coming inside sometimes a lot more variation I thought Arsenal couldn't cope um, they thought that you know I've heard whispers this week that their front three is better than ours and all that. Well, I think the best way is just to answer them on the pitch. Even though I think Salah, first half, it wasn't coming off for him. Um, he scored an absolute brilliant goal on a penalty. So, you know, that's what great players do. Um, bit of a shame he scored at the end there, an avoidable goal, which gave a couple of minutes of pressure because I thought 85 minutes, Liverpool were dominant. Um, so it was, a, it was a great performance really, it was a good all-round performance and there was a lot of changes made to rest players and stuff like that, bit of disruption at the end, but I thought Jordan Anderson had a great game, I think Van Dijk was brilliant, reading it at the back and obviously Salah scored the two goals and one of them was brilliant, but listen, he just seemed a lot more mature, I loved the way they covered each other, they were playing for each other, they were fighting, never give up, it was a great performance, absolutely brilliant. Hi, it's Matt Whitty reflecting on Liverpool's 3-1 home win against Arsenal at Anfield this Saturday evening. What a fantastic way to go back to the top of the Premier League. I thought it was a thoroughly deserved victory. Even if we didn't quite hit top gear, we comfortably swept Arsenal aside. There was certainly the odd shaky moment in the first half. We were flying forward down there with with Robbo and Trent down the flanks 
who just had loads of room afforded to us by Arsenal. Um, and at times that certainly did leave us a little bit open at the back, um, particularly with £72 million new signing Pepe and £50 million Aubameyang, both of whom are lightning quick against Matip and Van Dijk. And they caused us a couple of problems in the in the middle part of that first half, um, notably when Adrian slid out and the ball landed at Aubameyang, who lobbed it just wide, and then also a break from a corner, from one of our corners, where Pepe turned inside Robbo quite nicely, but finished fairly weakly. And Adrian did a made made a good save, and Hendo swept up nicely, not not making Aubameyang in the process as well, which was good to see. But overall, in that first half, we just we just swarmed all over them. The intensity was really high. We were clearly pressing so high up the pitch. And it was really hard for Arsenal. Um, there were just there were just gaps for Trent Alexander-Arnold and for Robbo to 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 run into and and have time to get their head up and and cross the ball. And we had loads of crosses. I don't know the stats, but it, it felt like we were crossing it every every twenty thirty seconds or so in that for for, for long periods in that first half. And I think it's 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 tricky really for for teams coming to Anfield because Arsenal f- seemed to be pretty happy with their with their shape and actually taking the risk to allow us to have those crosses which is really dangerous given how many assists we got from those areas last season but it's also tricky to know what else teams can do because if they spread the play a bit wider and close down that space it's just going to open up more spaces through the middle for Salah, Mane, Firmino so it's yeah very very tricky one for teams and it was great to see Matip get on the score sheet he's not always been the most dangerous in our opponent's penalty box but it was a cracking header um, right into the top corner absolutely smashed in, no chance for Leno and the Arsenal defence seemed far more preoccupied with trying to take Van Dijk's shirt off to give us the lead going in to half time second half lovely little layoff from Firmino and Salah took it past David Luiz and David Luiz was doing David Luiz things really by Pulling Salah's shirt in probably the most obvious way, um, so a pretty clear pen and yeah, checking with VAR, but it was a pretty obvious penalty really, and Salah absolutely lashing it into the top corner, completely unstoppable. Even if the keeper had gone the right way, made no difference. And from that point on, you could see the swagger was completely back with the team. We looked more relaxed. Arsenal looked knackered. Um, I thought Danny Ceballos, who had a good game for Arsenal last week, just looked just looked out of his depth really this week he just looked knackered about from about halfway through the first half he had Firmino pop the ball flick the ball over his head and then volley it um but it was deflected wide in the first half Sabayas squared it to Mane um and uh he was around about the penalty spot and smashed it but Leno managed to make a great save and I just thought it was just a very comfortable comfortable game really in the in the second half and it was great. It was a fantastic second goal from Salah, the third goal that completely killed off any Arsenal hopes of a of a comeback. Skinning David Luiz, he was obviously already on a yellow after the conceding the penalty, and he just raced away, slotted it coolly into the bottom corner. And uh, we well, we 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 all kind of knew already by that point, but uh, that that just kind of rubber stamped the the win really. And it was nice to see, um, just nice to see a, a, a controlled performance. I think we, we're perhaps a player, a player light in in attack. So I don't really want to see us bombing on to try and get the fourth and fifth goals constantly in every single game that we play. Um, given that I think we might be a, a bit short if if Salah, Firmino, or Mane 
picked up a picked up an injury, so I thought it was really good game management really to to just ease off, ease off slightly and keep Arsenal at, at arm's length. Um, they got their consolation goal, but I'm not too worried about that. And it sort of reminded me really of games where we've played against when we've not been at our best uh, five, ten, fifteen years ago, and we've had rivals who've comfortably held us at arm's length and got a two or three goal game, a two or three goal victory without really reaching that top gear and I thought that was what we did today and I think that's great news for us and a a warning shot really to the rest of the Premier League. Liverpool, Liverpool, top of the league. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Hello, Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast. And yeah, another great day. Um, It's always fun playing Arsenal at Anfield. And yeah, another big three points against them to go back to the top of the league with our 100% record this season still intact. So great stuff all round. Um, Obviously, it had been a day of all away wins in the Premier League today. But I didn't really expect that to continue at Anfield this afternoon. Um, and so it proved, and it's like more than two years now since we've lost at home. Um, just the three today. Um, obviously, we scored five against them last season, and I was hoping the front three would kind of help themselves again today, especially with some odd stuff I've seen on social media from Arsenal fans in relation to Bobby Firmino, um, even after he embarrassed them last season as well. So. I kind of hoped he'd punish them again with a hat-trick today, but he was a massive part of the the attacks, but it was obviously Mo Salah who ended up being the big talking point and the big goal scorer today, although special mention to that scoop touch and volley attempt from Firmino, which was absolute filth. Um, but yeah, like I say, just the three goals, but I do love that Arsenal did actually play well today, but still ended up shipping three goals against us. Um Interesting, you know, they didn't set up the way I think Klopp or or any of us expected them to. Lacazette didn't start um, and they played with that midfield diamond. But with the likes of Xhaka, Guendouzi, Willock in there, it looked like one that our midfield would, would dominate, to be honest, and one that Trent and Robbo, the fullbacks, would be able to bypass. And I think that's largely how it ended up playing out, you know, we're still being a little bit sloppy in possession, which is a slight worry. And maybe we weren't controlling the game as well as we probably did last season. But I think for the majority of the game today, we did look so dominant in that area. We kept winning the ball back quickly and pushing them further and further back. I thought Fabinho especially was brilliant today, really dictating things and being being basically quietly brilliant as he's wont to do. Um, the main issue well, two issues. One was Arsenal were defending so deep at times today, so it was tough early on for Liverpool to break them down and play through them in the penalty area. And the other thing was they were threatening us on the counter-attack. Obviously, Pepe had a couple of chances. Um, Fortunately, hit one straight at Adrian, but he was probably the main concern all game for us. Although, the way the pundits were really fawning over him at half-time and implying that Van Dijk had struggled with him was bizarre because I thought Verge marshalled him pretty perfectly all game. But, hey, at least Arsenal fans will always have that brief moment where Pepe dribbled past Van Dijk, only for the attack to amount to nothing. Um, 
But speaking of the defenders, um, there's been quite a bit of talk about whether it should be Matip or Gomez who starts alongside Van Dijk this season. And I think defensively it's a really close debate, but that extra bit Matip always gives us on corners is so useful, I think, especially with it being the opening goal when we were struggling to break Arsenal down. Um I also enjoyed that Van Dijk was so angry about being fouled in the box that he also he almost uh, missed the fact that we'd actually scored. Um, but then, just when you thought Arsenal might make a game of it in the second half, oh, you can always count on David Luiz to do something mad, can't you? Um, grabbing Mo Salah's shirt stupidly in the box and then Mo converted the penalty in emphatic fashion. That was a brilliant spot kick from him and... Yeah, then it just felt like Liverpool really kicked it up again and proved why they're the title contenders this season. And without disrespect, Arsenal or not, I thought Liverpool really showed the golfing class between the teams at the start of the second half. Uh, crowned off by Mo's second to make it 3-0 and put it beyond doubt, which was just a fantastic goal. He again caused havoc for David Luiz and just destroyed them with a trademark Salah run. Maybe he was annoyed about all the Pepe chat at half-time or he doesn't like that Timu Pukki is, is leading the race for the golden boot, but that was Salah at his absolute best in the second half and it's always a joy to watch. Um, obviously a bit disappointing that we conceded that one goal and Arsenal had a couple of chances at the end, but... Again, we're probably nitpicking here because Liverpool have set such high standards last season. Um, it's still clear to me, and I think everyone, you know, Liverpool fans, Man City fans, neutral fans, that Liverpool and City are head and shoulders above everyone else again this season. So, yeah, now Liverpool just have to keep up the momentum. It's Burnley, Newcastle next. Both winnable games, but, you know, can't be complacent, and they won't be. And yeah, it just kind of feels like it's all clicking properly back into place now for Liverpool. And yeah, another really enjoyable season so far. And long may it continue. Cheers up the Reds. Mark Baker reflected on Liverpool versus Arsenal. Felt it was a really good performance. Arsenal have got threats in the final third. They can hurt you. But unlike the majority of Liverpool's season thus far, where I feel they've surrendered really good opportunities to the opposition they've played against, normally based on a, a lack of organisation between the units of the side, the distances um, between the players in them units, and also a lack of, of cohesive pressure on the ball uh, as a collective, have resulted in them chances being created. But I didn't think that was the case today. I felt the only real threat that Arsenal offered came really from mistakes from Liverpool. Um, the goalkeeper, uh, Henderson, incidents like this in which Liverpool could have been punished, but you'd much rather see individual errors leading to chances than a collective issue, which has been the case this season. Now, I felt Liverpool pressed, up, pressed the ball well. I felt the angles in which to press the ball, cover and support were excellent, which means they could win the ball back high and make quick transitions in the final third, which is Liverpool's biggest strength, especially the strength of Liverpool's midfield, who create opportunities by using their energy, athleticism, rather than finding imagination and passes through the midfield into the highest players. Although they have good quality, that's not the makeup of their player profiles. So against the top sides, and especially against the likes of your Arsenal's, who will come and play 
really it, it does suit Liverpool to be able to do that organised pressure, win the ball high and then try and feed their elite players in the in the front three. And I felt that even though Arsenal looked a threat at times because of the quality of the players in the final third and the fact you'd always felt that Liverpool, because they were pushing on the full-backs and leaving space, almost leaving a 2v2 um, when the ball was turned over in Arsenal's favour, you'd always felt there was an element of danger. But at the same time, believed that Liverpool could go up the necessary gears and win the game if they needed to. Um, Obviously talked about without the ball, which I thought was a lot better, but with the ball, I think I have to mention um, Mohamed Salah again. And I think at times it's almost taken for granted how good this player is. His ability to pin opposition players and, and turn with his back to goal when players either get too tight or or try and engage high up the field or even in the penalty box in which he can roll them, it's just magnificent. His ability to make the most out of limited chances when the ball's played into him and, and shield the ball, bring others into play. Just a magnificent footballer. And when you can do that and you have the ability to turn a pace and, and change your your body position with balance and coordination like he did for the first goal, then the quality of the finish in terms of slowing himself down, the ability to just almost guide the ball with the inside of the foot into the, the bottom corner, his numbers for Liverpool and his performances since coming for the club have been not in short of immaculate, an absolute world-class elite footballer who is a threat in every game he plays, plays every minute in virtually every game. Availability is such an, such an underrated thing in football, but he, he is just right at the top of the tree and perfect for Liverpool's style of play when they're winning the ball high in the opposition half, like I talked about, and then quick turn overs of play. Um, and Roberto Firmino I'll touch on again because I must admit I felt Firmino dropped the level last season I'm a massive fan of his I think he's a superb footballer um, again the perfect foil for the other two play off the sides of Liverpool's attack uh, with the ability to drop into the holes or the half spaces in the midfield and connect that midfield to attack but when he's in the kind of form that he has been for the last few weeks He's just a magnificent footballer, eyes in the back of his head, the ability of knowing when to play one and two touch around corners. Um, really good. And I, I just wanted to highlight them two players, really, because today, as good as Liverpool's organisation was and winning the ball back high, if you haven't got that quality in the final third, then the game doesn't ultimately turn your way. And Liverpool have that in abundance. These players are the difference in so many games for Liverpool and no more. And shown today, Arsenal have good players in that final third, but they aren't Liverpool's quality, and I think that was that was demonstrated. So the organisation was really good, perfectly suited to the game that Liverpool's midfield players want to play. I thought Fabino was excellent in midfield. Um, his telescopic legs, almost at times, stealing possession, being first to the ball, the intensity to get there, and using the ball well as well, alongside his fellow midfielders in Henderson and Vinaldum. Overall, very good performance. Liverpool were too good for Arsenal and had decisive plays in the final third, which meant that all the off and on the ball organisation of the side could lead to a decisive victory, which takes Liverpool at the top of the Premier League. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Arsenal game. Cracking win, cracking performance. A lot of positives to take from that today. Dominated the game. Dominated the first half, really dominated the second half. 
and it was just a, it was just a great victory. We started off really well, really, really had it today. Arsenal set up very tight. The the they sat back. They knew they knew what to expect. He was trying to keep it tight, nullify Salah, Firmino, and the like. And we 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 moved the ball well, really passed it round well. Kept it moving. They, you know, the both both full backs were involved in a lot of the play in that first half, getting up and down. Lacked a little bit of quality in the crosses, but you know, it's still early on in the season. That that's going to come. The quality will come. It'll all it'll all come. And the way Arsenal set up, you could see the game plan. It was to keep it tight. They ran the socks off Arsenal in that first half, trying to keep it tight. And any as soon as as soon as we lost the ball, it was they were looking for the outlet. Pepe on one side, the Bamiang on the other side. And to be fair, it worked quite well for them in the first half to an extent. You could see the game plan. Pepe looked a real, real threat. You can see once he settles into the Premiership, he's going to be a player. He's got the pace. The Liverpool team, you know, the back four, you know, they, they seem to respect his pace. They backed off him a little bit. But yeah, Pepe looked sharp. Could have had you know, one little one chance where he, he went through on goal. Uh, could have scored. And Bamiang had a, a chance. Um, the keeper's made a dreadful mistake. Come sliding out. and I won't go too much about the keeper. But he's made the mistake. Bamiang, in my opinion, should have done better and hit the target, but he didn't. Liverpool kept on playing the way they were playing, and Arsenal did tie even in that first half. I thought they tired. Um, it, it, it didn't think I didn't know if the goal was going to come in that first half, even though it was deserved, and it came towards the end of the first half with the main man Joel Matip. You know, I've I've mentioned him a few times on this. I I'm such a huge fan of Matip. What he done for us last season. It almost goes under the radar down to the fact of how good Virgil's been, how good our full-backs have been and our forwards. Joel Matip, you know, we brought the lad in on a free transfer. He struggled at first. We didn't know if he was going to make the grade. But look at what, what a player he's turned into. You know, I joke about it saying, oh, feed Matip, feed Matip, because he goes on these crazy runs. But, you know, it causes chaos. And today he's... He's popped up with a great header, towering header, bullet header, to give us the lead. You can see the joy in the celebrations, brilliant stuff, 1-0. Half-time, we go into the game, we go into it half-time, 1-0 up. And then obviously we come out, you you want the same intensity, you want the same, the same desire, the same play, and we get the goal within a couple of minutes, kills the game. Stupid from David Louise pulling back. Um, it was even Salvo Firmino pulling back in the box. Stone cold penalty. Silly. I mean, I, I'm a fan of Louise. I thought he was a big good signing for Arsenal, but he struggled in that second half. There couldn't live with. Couldn't live with our strikers. You know, he, he, he was at fault for a couple of the goals. You know that um, stone cold penalty. No arguments. Salah never going to miss. Slots two 0 Virtually game over, and then. The third is a wonderful bit of magic from Salah. You know what? What we know he can do, but it's the, it's the composure. He, he he leaves Louise for dead, but the composure running that pace to slot. You know what can you say about Salah? He's, he 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 just gets better and better. And I thought in that second half, it was by far the best we've played this season, and it was the best we've played for you know quite a bit actually. I thought the the movements with the ball, the pace. 
the ball was getting moved around. The one-touch stuff. Arsenal, you know, who people have said are going to be a decent side this year, could not live with us. We were in a totally different class. But looking at the Arsenal side, you, when even when I've seen it on paper, you know, when you see the names, there was the likes of that Ganduzi, Whitlock, uh, Maitland Nail. Maitland Niles or whatever his name is Sabayos the fella they got from Real Madrid who they've all raved about non-existence he was not absolutely non-existent I, thought he got, I think he got took off the game was too much for him and it's a big ask for these young lads from Arsenal to come and put on a performance and given the due they, they didn't give up and they ended up getting the you know the consolation goal they didn't totally collapse like Arsenal teams have done in the past but we're, we're a class above them and we're a class above virtually every other team in this Premier League. There's only the one team that you, that I honestly do feel we've got to worry about yet again, and that's City. But it's very, very early days. To have a performance like that, to see the way we were playing, the way all the strikers are working together, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. And I just hope now we can push on. Nice little rest now. We've had a lot of games. We've had a week off between this game. Let's have another another little rest, get everyone recharged, refit, and we go again. Come on, Reds. Hi, this is Owen from Cop On Podcast. Twelve wins in a row. Unbeaten since the 23rd of April 2017 at Anfield. That's almost two and a half years ago now. We're top of the league. We stay top. Five points ahead of the hapless, hopeless Man United and Everton after just three games. We're not just in a different league to those teams, we're on a different celestial plane. As for Arsenal, I wish we could play them at home every week. This was a most gladsome three points, wasn't it? Mirth-inspiring, splendid performance were everywhere, especially Matip, Firmino, Robertson, Van Dijk, Salah, Fabinho, Trent, etc., etc., etc. I could name them all. Of our 25 shots, 17 were from inside Arsenal's area. Oof. The first 70 minutes were an obliteration, a destruction so complete I'm surprised a UN peacekeeping force didn't intervene. Here was an Egyptian king asserting his sovereignty over all he surveys at one end, while at the other a Dutch master producing a masterpiece. They call it the art of defending for a reason. It was Big Verge's partner, however, who fired in the first one. Joel Matip, of course. You know, you saw this game too. And didn't you just love the juxtaposition when he scored between the veins almost ripping out of his face as he screamed in joy to his happy, flappy forearms? That was great to see. That's the mirth we're all getting this season. We are the lucky, lucky fans who happen to support the greatest team in the world. It's such joy being a Red these days. I love this team. I love this staff. I love our manager. We had 17 shots once again on their goal from inside their box. Ooh, we stay on top of the league. Nine points out of nine. 
Now we've got another, the only sad thing, the only sad thing is that we've got another seven days to wait until the next instalment of this wondrous combine harvester rocket rocky reds Jurgen Klopp's machine I'm breathless I'm out of words this is Owen from Cop on Podcast Say well done yet again you've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo